Let me introduce you to our guests in no particular order. We do have Evangelist Easton Zanumwe, evangelist who is a Hebrew Israelite evangelist. Good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Good, good evening, Nay. Thank you for the privilege. All right. Also, we do have Sheikh Rafiq Hassan. Sheikh Rafiq Hassan, good evening to you and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Uh, good evening, Naya, and uh, good evening to your guests and to your listenership. My goodness, last, I don't recall the last time I spoke to Apostle Derek Moswana. Good evening to you, sir. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Even in Muruti and even into the listeners and the guests as well. Not, not a pastor. It's my, not a pastor. <laughs> Still a journalist. Never going to be a pastor, sir. All right, let's get down to business. I'm going to begin with the Sheikh. I understand the Sheikh has to leave us in a short while. Sheikh, we have a big problem, or at least in my humble and layperson's perspective, we're talking mm-hmm. about Islam. But when you listen to Muslims or some Muslims, they tend to speak in defense of democracy. And yet as an Abrahamic faith, you're supposed to be speaking according to theocracy. Do you really have a role to, to, to defend democracy since you believe in theocracy? Or you should believe in theocracy? <laughs> All right, uh, Naya. You always got interesting topics, Naya. Uh, look. I think it's a good point, but I think the way to start is uh, the question is that they are not uh, diametrically opposed uh, concepts. That's how I'm looking from. This is not from a, a Muslim perspective, right? An Islamic perspective. It doesn't mean that democracy, the concept, uh, is totally opposed to Islam. You get what I mean? From a, uh, and in Islam, there's no theocracy and there's no democracy as we understand it. So let me start with that. There is no theocracy as such in Islam, and there is no democracy as we understand it in the in the usage of the word. But Islam can be compatible with both of them. It has uh, ingredients uh, that can link up, you know, with both those concepts. So, if I give you an example of what I'm saying now, now for instance, uh, one of the fundamental things of a democracy uh, would be, you know, the, the freedom of choice, you know, and, and freedom to choose. Uh, you know, your leader or your religion. And Islam very much stands for that concept. You know, in chapter 2, verse 256, there is no compulsion in faith, in conscience. You are free to choose whatever you want to choose, whether it be a political party, a religion, uh, or what have you. So there is, a, there is that freedom of, uh, of choice uh, and conscience that is guaranteed. And then I think another very important uh, concept in democracy is this whole thing of consultation, you know, uh, people having a say in 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 the affairs, you know. Uh, in Islam, the concept is called shura. So you'll find that is very central to the Quran in chapter two verse three eight, for instance. Uh, in chapter three verse one fifty nine, it talks about this concept of consultation that one has to consult uh, and have a say in 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 whatever you know, especially in affairs of state and governance. So that, although that's an Islamic principle, but it's a democratic principle as well, Naya. So you can see there there are overlaps, uh, what I'm talking about. And I'll give you one more, just, you know, there are a few more, but I'll just give you another one, which are the main ones. And that is, you know, besides the freedom of choice, this concept of coexistence, you know. In other words, uh, you don't just, you know, say by mouth, oh, okay, you're not just tolerating people. You're coexisting. Coexistence means... You you accept them. It's part of the your 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 belief system, and it is part of your outlook in life to live with others with different religions, different cultures, in a pluralistic kind of a society. And 
And that's very much part of the Islamic, uh, you know, system. So, yeah, so from that point of view, Naya, what I'm saying, there is this overlap. Uh, and, and then I want to end by saying that, you know, as in any democracy, everybody is competing. They are also, therefore, a true democracy, you have many parties, you know, not a one-party state or a two-party state. I don't know, they regard America as the most democratic country, but there's only two horses running every time. So a true democracy is where you have more people, more different viewpoints, more different political parties, no one having an outright majority and, you know, dictating or dominating. But here's the thing now to, to make a point here. They may, let's, take, let's take our country here. Yeah. You have SECP in the government, right? Let's talk our country. You have SECP as part of the government of national unity. You have, uh, you know, a DA party there. You have the ANC. Uh, you have even the, the ACDB. You have an African Christian. You have a Christian party. Uh, you have an Islamic party there. You know, I think uh, one of the parties there, uh, I forget the name, al Jama. It's got like an Islamic ethos party. But because no one has an outright majority, they, they will all push for what is on their, according to their values. You may call it their manifesto. But uh, the, the, the principle is you, you still participate and let the, hoping that you can influence others to your idea and your way and your policies to be the best. So there's nobody, uh, you don't say, ah, it's not like an all or none. Well, if I can't have an Islamic uh, constitution, I'm not going to participate. You know what I mean? If I can't make this country an Islamic country, well, I, I'm not going to participate. It doesn't work like that. But in Islam, it tells you that you must. And, and the example is this, that the Prophet, you know, peace be upon him, the Quran has got principles whereby he, he right in the early days, you know, he was working with an uh, an, an organization called... For, forgive me, Google. forgive me, Sheikh. I, I'm, I'm worried that you're going to leave and I have a few questions for you before okay. before you leave. Um, I, right, I just, okay, I'll stop there. Do you have a Quran in front of you, Sheikh? Yeah, I do. Just go to Surah uh, 2391. Okay. I need you to read for me from your, your Quran in English, if you can kindly. 2391. Okay. Let's see what it's saying here, Naya. Okay, so what it's saying here, I don't know if this is the one where it's talking about no son did God beget. Yes, that's the one. I need you to read the full text of full 91, all of 91. Okay, so no son did God or Allah beget, nor is there any God along with him. If there were many gods, behold, each God would have taken away what he had created, and some would have lorded it over others. Glory to God, Allah. He is free from the sort of things they attribute to him. Yes, yes, that's the exact text. In my version, it says, Allah has never begotten a son, nor was there any other God beside him. Otherwise, each God would have declared independence with his creations, and they Mm. would have competed with each other for dominance. Allah be glorified far above their claims. This to me suggests that you cannot be talking about democracy because as far as this verse is concerned, there cannot be any other God. You cannot tell me that democracy permits other gods and yet your Quran 2391 says there are no other gods. Okay, now can I answer you with another verse of the Quran? Chapter 22 verse 40. Okay. Open to 22 verse 40, Naya. 
So the, although the Quran said that, now that's a, that comes in terms of belief, Naya. So what you, that verse is talking about one's belief. I can't force you. If you believe God can give birth to a son, that's your prerogative. I can't but, force but, it on you. But your Quran says that there, that's, there's no such thing. Your no, Quran says there's course. no such thing. God has never yes, begotten but a son. that's a belief now. That is a belief. That's, a, that's part of a faith now. It, it's got nothing to do with uh, whether paying taxes and running a country. That's one's personal belief in God, man, and God relationship. We're talking about democracy running a country. Now, if you look at chapter 22, verse 40, that verse is strictly speaking about faith. And yes, we don't accept that God, uh, you know, begets. He, he doesn't beget, nor was he begotten. But if you believe that, I must give you the right to believe that. Okay, read That's it to me, read it to me uh, Sheikh, kindly. Chapter 22, verse 40 says, had it not been for the fact that God used certain people to, you know, to, uh, who have been expelled from their homes because they were standing for what is right, except they say our Lord is God, Allah, and if Allah did not use certain people to check another people who are being wrong, they surely would have pulled down monasteries, churches, synagogues, and mosques in which the name of God is commemorated in abundant measures. So God is saying, God will. God is saying in this verse, that same God that we quoted Allah in that verse in, in 23, yes, yes. He says, on the other hand, I, if you Muslim, if you rule, although you believe in one Allah and the Christian believes in Trinity, you are allowing to have His church and you are allowing to pray. You must defend His right to have His church. You must defend the, the Jew to have His synagogue. Read That's what the Quran is saying. Read that part that says you must defend, defend His right to to to, to be polytheistic. Now, those who have been expelled from their homes in defiance of right, okay, for no other reason except that they say, our Lord is, you know, people are being persecuted for yeah, the just, just, right re- just read as it is. Just read as it is, Sheikh. Yeah, so those, they are those. Now, so let me read that first part. Had not God checked one set of people by means of another, and I'm reading that part again, had God not checked, had Allah not checked and used, one set of people to put another people in check, they surely would have pulled down. Those people would have destroyed monasteries, churches, and synagogues, and mosques in which the name of God is commemorated in abundant measure. These are the people, uh, Muslim correctly run Muslim governments, who allow people their religious rights, their mosques, and the temples, and the synagogues. It allows them the right. It protects it, actually. I, I'm, not, I'm not hearing that, Sheikh. I'm hearing your interpretation of it, but the, the text no. doesn't... Okay, Have let, you got the Quran in front of you? I, I, I just wanted us to run through other texts Has as well. Has not God. Let me read it as it is. No, don't, don't worry, Sheikh. Don't worry. You, you've made your point. Uh, the people will, will, will decide for themselves. I want us to just go through uh, uh, other texts as well because it's important that we go through the Quran okay. and let the Quran speak for itself. 3030. I want to read 3030 there. Surah 30, verse 30. It says, Therefore, you shall devote yourselves to the religion of strict monotheism. Such is the natural instinct placed into the people by Allah. Such creation of Allah will never change. This is the perfect religion, but most people do not know. That's Surah 30, isn't it? Verse 30. That's correct. So how do you de- defend democracy which says you can have as many, you, you can def- now, devote is, yourself to any, and yet your, your now, Quran says just one. You must devote no. yourself to just one, that's Allah. 
Okay. So here we must ask who God is talking to in this verse 9. But God is not talking to the country. He's no, not sir. talking to the masses. I understand. God He's talking to, to you. Yeah. So to you as an individual. Yeah, to, to the God Muslim, the one who has submitted as, himself to Allah. Or even to but as an individual level, that is telling the person you must believe in only one God. Yes. Right? Set yes. Why would you why would God. then why would you defend another person's right to believe in many other gods? If if if, if it is good for you to, to, to believe in one God, why would you mm. mislead other people to allow them to speak about other gods? That sounds because, like it's, 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 because God Himself says in the Quran in chapter two, verse two fifty six, that He allows uh, uh, you know there is no compulsion in religion, and He allows people no, to no, choose their not, own. Not compulsion. I'm not talking about compulsion there. I'm simply talking about yeah. the defense. Your defense of democracy. If you're going to be yeah. defending democracy, I don't think right. your Quran gives you that liberty to defend democracy. No. Because your Quran clearly dictates that you must have one. And democracy allows people to have as many as they want. No, but I just read you the verse. I, I'm giving you verses where it allows you... What, when God says you are allowed to have a... You must make sure, you Muslim ruler, you make sure you allow the church to exist, the temple to exist, the synagogue to exist. Even though they are believing in other things, you give them the right. So how, how does that fit in? Let's go to Surah 16, verse 51 again, Sheikh. Which one, Nanaya? 16, verse 51. 1-6. Yeah, 1-6, verse 5-1. Okay. 16-51. It reads, Allah okay. has proclaimed, do not worship two gods. There is only one God. You shall reverence me alone. That's my, my, my translation here. I understand it may not be perfect, but that's the English translation. Allah has right. proclaimed, do not worship two Two gods. There is only mm. one God. You shall reverence me alone. Again, I ask, do you really tell me that Allah is permitting you to have people worshipping other gods? And yet yes. you, you are supposed yes. to be worshipping just him. No. That sounds but, hypocritical there, Sheikh. But you see, Naya, yes. you, you see, Naya this, this, this is the, the, the striking thing about the Quran. Uh, I just can't get the verse now. I can okay. send it to you later. But God says in the Quran, and I think this is in chapter 14, but I'll get you the verse because, you know, uh, God says, now let me tell you exactly what that verse is saying. I'll, I'll get the reference for you. It says, if God wanted to, he would have made everybody have one belief system. But it is in the nature of God, how he created this world is to make this diversity. So people can choose whatever they want to choose. It's part of God's plan in the Quran. So that is why then after saying that, he says, I, I'm saying I am only one. But if somebody doesn't accept that and they, they, from their reason, they find out that God is three and God is part of two, God is says, well, that's their choice. You okay. leave them to believe that. We're not forcing anybody to believe anything. Yeah, I'm not talking about forcing Belief either. is separate from democracy and ruling. Democracy is ruling a country and allowing people the choice to believe something. Indeed, what they indeed. Want. And I'm, I'm asking, I want to ask you now before I let you go. After we right. have seen all these verses, and there's more, uh, uh, Surah 14 right. too. Allah, Allah, the one who possesses everything in the heavens and everything in earth. Woe to the right. disbelievers. Woe. Woe to the mm. disbelievers. They have incurred a terrible retribution. So there's many mm. verses there, Sheikh, in the Quran that Correct. actually tell you that you cannot be advocating for 
polytheism or any other deity for that matter, no, no. which is what democracy permits. You cannot. Now, now, do you now, really? Naya, yes, yes, Sheikh. Naya, there's a word I think where, where maybe you are, I, I think you've got to use the right word here. Okay, okay. We're not, if I'm allowing somebody else to believe in Trinity, I'm not advocating Trinity. That, that's, that's, that's not what advocating. Democracy. That's def- allowing him his choice. D- def- defending- uh, I'm advocating unity. Now, let me hear me out. These verses that you're quoting, I will preach and I will advocate to you, you know, like what Mark 12, 29, Jesus said, what is the greatest commandment? He said, here is the God of our Lord, the God is one. Now, that's, he was also advocating one God, right? Our Lord is one Lord. But, you know, if people wanted to carry on believing other things, they are allowed. We, if we allow them, it doesn't mean you're advocating, you're giving them the right to choose. Sheikh, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about forcing, and I want you to understand me very well. I'm talking about this, right. this active role that some Muslims would take in defending democracy. Any okay. activism, any advocacy for democracy is effective advocacy for polytheism. If you are saying no, you're being you're, democratic, you you're simply saying anyone can have as many as they want. They're allowed. It's democracy. Okay. Now, now, you know there are different kinds of democracies, Now no. You get circular democracy, you can get social democracy, and you can, and can, you can get democracy that is faith-based. Israel is claiming to be a democracy, <laughs> which I think it's not. But no. it's based on a faith. It calls itself a Jewish state based on faith. The, the Hindvata in India right now, okay. although India is a democracy, circular, they want to make India a Hindu state only, believing, but they're believing in a God but they're still, uh, you know, believing in, 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 in a democracy. So it, it, it doesn't mean, you, you get what I'm saying? I don't. That I you, don't say. You, you, you can't. It doesn't mean that we're not advocating a country. I said there are certain things similar and certain dissimilar in a country, in democracy. But faith, you're allowed to choose whatever faith is. But that's okay. what you do with running the country. All right, let me let you go. I understand you have to go. Thank you very much for the extra time <laughs> you've given us. Thank you very much, Sheikh. All right, that, that was Sheikh Rafiq Hassan. He has to go. That's why I just engage him a bit and let him go. We'll bring in now our other guests. Evangelist, I want to bring you in. Uh, you're listening, and our focus is really on the responsibility. Do you really, as a person of faith, believing in the Torah, do you really, do you really have a responsibility or a role to play in defending democracy? No, no, no it's, it's, it's not possible, you see. The secular governments are very much different from the spiritual governments of the kingdom of Abayawa. And the principles that, are, that run these governments are very much different. There's no way I can stand to advocate for democracy, because That's scripture right. makes it clear mm. uh, in a few places that we must keep these two separate. Yeah. If you like, church and the state can never mix. I've got a few verses, if you want, that I could I could read. Uh, the, the first one, when Yeshua, uh, Israel, was still uh, coming out of uh, Mitzrayim, Egypt, they after Samuel uh, had, 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 was getting old, they also wanted a king. Yeah. And Yahweh, right there, Samuel 8, Samuel 8, 
verse 7, and Yahweh said to Shemuel, listen to the voice of the people in all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from reigning over them. So Yahuwah was their king. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Mithraim, even to this day, forsaking me and serving other might ones, so they are doing to you too. Rachel uh, was supposed to have only Yahuwah as their king, and they were supposed to show other nations by the, by, by the reign of Yahuwah over them. Our righteousness was going to be executed and lived in Israel. Now, when you move forward in time, Rome comes into the picture. And here you start to see a, 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 a complete separation that Yahusha is bringing. For instance, they want to, they want to, take, they want to corner him with the issue of taxes. I think it's with Matthew chapter 22, 21 thereabouts. And, and then Yahusha says to them, give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. He was separating what, uh, the, 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 these two entities, these two kingdoms, the kingdom of Yah and the kingdom of, of the secular kingdom of the world, are not the same. And Shaul goes further again to try and, and bring a complete distinction. Uh, we see that when we talk of the sword of the spirit, it is talking about the word of Yahshua that ought to be used by the assembly or, or the so-called church in preaching the word through the power of the Sabbath spirit. It is part of persuasion, not coercion. Everyone is free to accept or reject the testimony of that sword. But when you come to the government in Romans chapter 18, verses 1 to 4, Shaul there is stating the responsibilities of the civil, especially verse 4. It says there, for he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is Elohim's minister and avenger to, eradicate or to execute wrath on him who practices evil. It is, it is the state who bears this sword, not not. The, 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 the church. So the moment we have the church supporting democracy, with its all evils that we can see today, then we are moving away from the Torah. We are moving away from the principles of Yahweh. For instance, we've been discussing a few, a few weeks ago that democracy will allow men to marry men, women to marry women, right? It's, a, it's an abomination in our government. Our kingdom cannot accept that. Democracy is quickly taking over the family. In the scripture, the family is an entity that was created by Yahweh, and that entity stands on its own, and there is no undue influence that must come from any quarter. And now today, democracies are taking children from their parents. Yeah? They're taking, they're doing all sorts of things. They're allowing children to go into contraceptives. They're allowing children to do all sorts of things that are contrary to the Torah itself. Okay. Now, we cannot, as spiritual people, stand in support of democracy, which is fighting against our very belief system. Okay. The things that we value, democracy is actually destroying it. So if 
You are a Torah believer. And you go on to support democracy. You are fighting against your own kingdom. I don't think us as believers, we should in any way advocate anything that democracy does. Of course, governments, we are told they are made by Yahweh and they've got their own purpose. Let's not mix church and the state. All right. When this happened a few years ago. All right. Uh, uh, for, forgive me. Forgive me, there, uh, uh, evangelist. I want. I want. I want to bring in also the the, the apostle, um, so that you can both. Because I suspect you're going to be uh, uh, singing from the same hymn. Um, so I want to bring him. I want to get his perspective as well, and then I'll I'll engage you after that, apostle. Okay. Your take. Uh, do you, as a Christian, have a responsibility to defend democracy? Or what role should you play as a Christian in defense of democracy? We, we, we have got the sole responsibility as Christians to be subject to the rulers and to governments, ah. to be obedient and to be ready to do whatsoever that is good within that particular government. That is Titus chapter number three, verse number one. But um, unfortunately, where I stand, the Bible does not prescribe any particular form of government, democracy, or otherwise. The system that was there before us was uh, entirely, in the Old Testament, was entirely for the Jewish uh, communities. And uh, unfortunately, um, Christians are called to cooperate with the basic concept of government, it be a democracy or whatsoever, um, regardless of what form it takes. And at the same time, we are instructed to obey God in state of men when human laws conflict our religion or the Bible itself. So um, we, we as Christians, yes, um, we are subjected to uh, the, the laws of government. We are supposed to be uh, noble citizens. Remember, even Paul, the, the apostle, at some point um, pleaded um, with them, um, the authorities or the government of the day by then, uh, to, for, 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 for his, uh, he had made an, an appeal for him being a Roman citizen. That, that, that clearly in, uh, uh, instilled to say um, Paul was uh, subjecting himself to the laws of that particular government, whether good or bad, but he subjected to himself to say, you must, if you want to judge me, judge me in a particular way that um, uh, you, you judge a normal ordinary citizens of the country. So uh, whether the ANC or the D is in power by then, but they must not forget the fact that he's a citizen before he can be a minister of the way. So um, the, 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 the responsibility of every Christian in government, whether democracy or, or whatsoever, is to be obedient, uh, be ready to do what is good. What is good is, uh, if you see that um, there is an element of people who are now uh, distorting what you see as government, you can go um, to the same government to say, uh, like when uh, uh, the people went to uh, Samuel, I think the evangelist was also um, quoting there that uh, in Judges chapter number 21, the people went there and say, uh, now that these people are no longer doing good or justice uh, to us as normal ordinary citizens, uh, appoint uh, to us someone else who will be uh, a ruler over us or who will be government over us. 
So I think um, it's still the responsibility of Christians to identify who must take over because um, we, we have got only one government in the spiritual um, issues, but we also have got government in the current system while we are still here on earth. The government, mostly ordained government in heaven, but they men appointed government on this earth and it is our responsibility to make sure that we partake in whatsoever um, form of government because if Christians do not participate in this government, this government will participate in Christianity, they will regulate the church, they will will, uh, ban the church, they will prosecute believers. Uh, and, and whatsoever. So, Christians right. need to be part of that. All right. Allow me to take a break and come back. I'll engage you after this. Stand by. Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith. All right. Um, uh, we're still in conversation with our guests. Remember, the Sheikh is gone. We do have his evangelist, Zanumwe, and also Apostle Muswana talking to us about the question we're trying to get answered for tonight. What should the role of religious organizations be in protecting democracy? And we're listening to my two remaining guests singing from the same hymn, but singing two different songs. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's begin with the evangelist. Evangelist, you're listening to the apostle. He is making a very interesting point. Your first argument was God did not like the idea of the Israelites taking up the idea of having a king. But we do know after the Israelites refused God's plan, God permitted them. He said, listen to them. And he did. They did have a king. So how do you say then, therefore, it's not supposed if God permitted it? No. You see, there there are things. Like if you listen to what that the verse is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I understand. I understand. He he outlines yeah, the whole chapter is full of that. And by the way, what we're talking yeah, about, yeah. South Africa, is found in the book of Samuel chapter 8. 1 Samuel yeah. chapter 8. But the verse, yeah. ver- so the that, last that, verse that I want you to, to attend to is verse 22, the evangelist. The Lord answered, listen to them and give them a king. Then Samuel mm-hmm. said to them, of to, to the, the men of Israel, everyone go back to his town. So he, God is the one who said, listen to them. And God yes. gave them Saul. Yes. Yes, he did. He allowed them to do that. He allowed them to have a king, just like other nations uh, were allowed to have a king. So and people must be, you, must be allowed but, to have democracy. It was, no, no, no. That wasn't democracy. It was, you see, the, the way uh, Yeshua was built upon, it was kingdom. I, I understand. I understand. Right. What I'm talking that, about that, is that was that uh, the ruler is not elected, but the ruler is selected. Right. And I understand. The one who was responsible for selecting the ruler was supposed to be the, the, the prophet of Yah. He is the one that was supposed to select. I the understand. Ruler. I understand. So, what I'm saying is the so will of the people was allowed there. Remember, democracy about is about the will of the yes. people. So what the Sheikh had said initially was that democracy is not necessarily dissimilar to theocracy, as I was suggesting. And here, what I'm what I'm contending with you is, it was the will of the people. How far do you have a responsibility as the Hebrew Israelites to defend the will of the people? Like I said, let's keep the spiritual sword separate from the civil sword. Yahweh is given the civil government its responsibilities and the spiritual sword has been given its responsibilities those don't have to support one another in their policies each one is accountable to his maker 
you're forgetting you're forgetting the points that were raised by the apostle here apostle is suggesting that in the new testament there are very many texts that seem to be contradicting what you're saying romans 13 verse 1 let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from god and those that exist have been instituted by god so if we're talking about democracy instituted by god the ANC government in South Africa, instituted by God. Any no. other government, democratic or not, instituted by God. And your responsibility, according to Romans 13, verse 1, read, is to read, submit... Read verse to 4. Read verse 4. Continue. All right. Let me, let me read it. <laughs> let me read uh, from verse 1 to verse 7 so that we all understand the full context yes. of the verse. And the version that I'm yes. reading from, and by the way, I have no particular association with any verse, it's the ESV. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to God good conduct but to bad would you have no fear of the one who is an authority then do what is good and you will receive his approval for he is god's servant for your good but if you do wrong he be afraid for he does not bear the sword in vain for he is the servant of god an avenger who carries out god's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. Should this, from verse 1 to verse 7, it clearly says, it really doesn't matter. Just subject yourself to that government, even if it's a democratic right, uh, government. No, 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 no. You have nah, a responsibility nah, 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 to subject yourself to that government. You, no, 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 no. You are not, you are not taking the scripture as it is saying. That's what it you says. I read it as it is, evangelist. Listen, listen. You are only subject to the government if it executes the, 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 the laws of your work. It doesn't say that, sir. It, it doesn't does. say as it ex- It says because. No, it, it does. It does. Listen. Read, read it again. For rulers are so not a terror who, to good. Listen to this. I'm reading this. it. I'm reading it, Evangelist. You said I must read it. I'm reading no, it. No, let me read because you read. Let me read. <laughs> then I will explain it to you as I read it. You said I must read it. <laughs> right. Let every being be in subjection to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from Allahim, right? Yes. And the authorities that exist are appointed by Allahim. Yes. So he who opposes the authority withstands the institution of Allahim. And those who withstand shall bring judgment on themselves. For those ruling, take note of this, are an object of fear, not to good, not to good works. Take yes. note of that. Yes. Not to, that's the definition. That's the definition. Read it, read it. Don't interpret it. Just read it as it is, evangelist. But to evil, do you, do you wish to be not afraid of the authority? Do the good, the good, and you shall have praise from it. So if a government... If don't a, interpret it, Evangelist. Just read as it is. Read as it is. Don't impre- Don't add your own ideas there. Just read no, it I'm as it is. I'm asking you a question. The verse is talking about doing good. Yes. Right? It's talking about doing what? Good. Democracy does not always talk about doing good. We are not saying it, democracy... Is no, 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 Evangelist. That's not true. That's not true. Democracy always it's speaks true. about good. That's not true. No, it's not. You but will never find any document that says you must do bad. Listen to this. 
Well, democracy says a man can marry a man. That's an abomination. It's not good. Evangelist? You can't tell us that the laws that are, that are being protested throughout the whole world, democratic governments, they are making laws that are fighting against the law of our king. Let's, let, let me remind you again. During the time of the Roman Empire, which had taken over the Jews at the time, when the Jews had no authority over their own territory, the Romans had their own conduct of human sacrifices, and that's what happened to Yeshua. He was sacrificed to some deity, Tammuz, on the cross. Granted, that authority, in spite of the fact that it was a polytheistic and ungodly regime, this very same Yeshua said, you must support it with your taxes. Submit yourself to that very same demonic conduct of sacrificing human beings to some deities. Yeshua, your God said, submit yourselves to that. Pay them, support them with your taxes. Taxes were supposed or are supposed to be given to the government. Even in the book of Romans, it says submit to that very same government. In 1 Peter 5, 5, it says likewise. You who are younger, be subject to the elders. And the elders in the Roman Empire at the time were not Jewish elders. Nah, eh? Yes, evangelist. We are talking about supporting democratic governments in their dealings. We have no part in that. Titus chapter 3 verse 1. Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient to be ready for every good work. That's Titus chapter 3, verse 1. Good work. Yes. Good work is what defines the submission. Right? Good works, which are good to Yahuwah, which are good it doesn't to say, It doesn't say that's good to Yahuwah. It doesn't, that's your interpretation. It doesn't say good no, to Yahuwah. It doesn't say that. The standard, the standard for a believer, the standard for a believer is the Torah. But it, it doesn't it doesn't add these words that you're adding by, you're editing me, it, sir. Good works are defined not by arbitrary choosing, but good works are defined by the Torah itself. It doesn't so say when that. We talk sir. Of good works, it doesn't when we say talk that, sir. Of good works, want, let's, we let's, are talking of obedience to the laws of Yahweh. Okay. Anything right. that goes against that, it's good works is contrary the government of our <laughs> okay okay the lines are open i want to bring you in uh, join us uh, i'd love to hear your conversation here is is getting heated up zero double one seven one four two zero zero six zero double one seven one four two zero zero six send your whatsapp texts and voice notes oh six one four one oh four one oh seven oh six one four one oh four one oh seven uh apostle you're listening to the evangelist is suggesting you're not supposed to be submitting blindly to you with these authorities you're quoting. Even Paul was not suggesting we must submit blindly because Paul himself was against many of the things that were done by these authorities. And that's why they arrested him, by the way. How do you respond to this, Apostle? I think um, with the evangelist's problem is about the corruption that is happening within government, but corruption is not a new thing. It has been there even in the times of danger. No, no, respond to his point. His point is you don't submit blindly. You submit only to the good as dictated by Adonai, by Elohim. No, no, no. You submit uh, in terms of uh, the, 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 the verse that you have just read, Titus chapter number three, verse one. It says, uh, be ready to do whatever that is good. Yes. And he is suggesting that good as far as God is concerned. Not good uh, yeah, as far yeah. as the world is concerned. 
because the world's definition of good is not the same as God's definition of good. That's his argument. Most, most, most definitely, because as Christians, we cannot submit to government that um, honors homosexuality. We cannot submit to government that um, that is corrupt. Uh, we cannot submit to government that wants to... Um, but that's, those are the basic tenets of democracy. You were suggesting that we must submit ourselves to democracy and the basic no, there, tenets there, of there, democracy there, 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 defend there those things. There, there are certain tenets of democracy that... If Christians were actively involved in government, the reason why you see these laws that are being passed is because Christians have decided uh, not to be part of politics, and therefore politics um, or politicians are now politicizing Christianity. Because um, you're making another Christians false statement here. There is nowhere in your scriptures where it says Christians should not be part of politics. That's your interpretation. I need you to respond to what the evangelist is saying, sir. Narrative that we have today, Christians don't want, don't want to be it's, part it's, of government. That is why you see the ACDP not receiving uh, the majority support. That's not true, sir. That is not true. That is not true. Um, that's again your narrative that is not biblically based. You reading a Bible, but you'll never find that narrative in the Bible. But let's go back to what the evangelist is saying. The evangelist is saying. While you're quoting a text, you're misrepresenting its theses. Its theses is not blind submission to democracy. When you're saying we must defend and support democracy, you're effectively suggesting we must defend all its abominations. Respond to that. Uh, we, our responsibility is to be obedient and to be ready to do whatsoever that is good in the Bible. But uh, what, if, what if democracy is not submitting to those goods that is, that is in the Bible? Do you have a responsibility to defend this democracy? If it permits all these things, you are against as a man of faith? We, we, we submit to the government. However, we also have uh, the responsibility to protest the same government if we see things that are not in order or in line with our faith. Where do you draw the line then, Apostle? Where do you draw the line? The evangelist is very clear. He's unambiguous. He's saying you cannot defend democracy because democracy opens the door to all sorts of abominations. You seem to be speaking with both sides of your mouth. Yes, defend democracy, but only if. There are are democratic governments in the world that does not support homosexuality. There are democratic governments in the world that... uh, 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 Well, you're here in South Africa. In South Africa, it does. In South Africa, unfortunately, it does because of uh, the absence of Christian leaders or the inactive. Well, here uh, you are. You're a Christian leader, but government. you seem to be impotent potentially. Let, 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 my question there again to you is Do you then, as a South African Christian leader, have a responsibility to defend the South African brand of democracy, which has and opened up what the, the Apostle the Evangelist is saying are abominations? Mm-hmm. It's our responsibility to defend government. No, sir. No, sir. I need you to respond to his point. Respond to his point. He's not talking about government now. He's saying democracy. Remember our question is about democracy. He's saying democracy is indefensible by Christians such as yourself because democracy goes against the principles of Christians such as yourself. Respond to that, sir. Uh, I I beg to do so on that one because... uh, we cannot say because government, uh, this particular government has passed a certain law. Apostle, and that Apostle he is not talking passed. about government. He's talking about democracy. He is saying democracy has opened up abominations. And I'm asking you to respond to what he's talking about. 
He's saying democracy has opened up doors to abominations and he cites those abominations. And I need you to respond to that. Do you not believe he has a point? Uh, I don't think it's democracy, but the current government. <laughs> uh, remember, we should also draw a line of difference between a democracy uh, and the current ANC government. We cannot we cannot say because the current ANC government is introducing laws, uh, therefore democracy is entirely wrong. No, the current government is the one. There the, were the government before. Government that Apostle, was Daniel we have uh, never had any other. I, I, I don't know what what's, hairs you're splitting here. Ever since 1994, we've had only one governing political party. You cannot say the current ANC government as though there had been any other oh, government. The, 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 the current government, let me sing it out to the ANC and say current government, because we had governments before. We had the apartheid government. We, we had uh, the customer government. Uh, we had the TLC and whatsoever. But... Uh, now, when, when these... You mean the democratic the, government? The, the current ANC government. I, I, I apostle. <laughs> I apostle. Be, be, be honest here. We're talking about one government which brought in democracy. The current, the current democratic government. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, do you have a responsibility to defend this democracy that we, we introduced in 1994? As a Christian who reads your Bible... Do you yes. have a responsibility to defend that democracy? Yes, yes. Yes, you have a responsibility? It is, it is our responsibility to defend that government. No, no. Democracy. Do you have a responsibility to defend it's that our democracy? It is our responsibility to defend democracy, yes. Even if the they're, democracy they're, they're, brings they're in these abominations? Defending means fighting against the abominations. But I, 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 apostle, I, apostle, I, 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 I. Do you have a responsibility to defend this democracy? You have just said that this democracy has ushered in abominations. Do you therefore have a responsibility to defend it? We must, we must protect democracy at all costs. Okay. Even at the cost of your faith, you're suggesting. It's 8 o'clock. I need to end it right there. Uh, my time is up. Well, let, let, I'll give you the opportunity to conclude your, your remarks after the news. It's 8 o'clock now. I have to go to Leander Maume with the news. You're listening to Facts of Faith. We'll go to the news and come back and give our guests opportunity to conclude. Exactly six minutes after eight. Thank you very much, Leander. He returns at nine o'clock to update the news, and that, I suppose, will be the final bulletin for today. Let's go back to our guests, and they will be giving us their concluding remarks. You've been listening, and I'll be playing uh, as soon as I can, playing some of your voice notes during the open line and reading some of your texts if you'd like to join in the conversation. Let's go to the evangelist. Evangelist, you've got a minute. Do tell me your closing and concluding remarks. Now, the church and the state must always stay separate. There is no room for those two to sleep in the same bed. When it happened in the past, history records that when the church was taking over the state, there was a lot of persecution that happened. Many souls were destroyed because they did not believe according to what the church, which was also a head of the state, was advancing. And right now, today, we see the government, democratic government world over, they are singing the same song of Laudato Sea. They are singing the same song of 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 of, 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 of environment preservation. You know, all, let's wait and see where this will lead us to. All right, thank you very much, Evangelist. Let's give Apostle Derek Moswana his concluding remarks. We have a minute, Apostle. Go ahead. 
Apostle, are you there? Do Sorry, hi. Apostle, can, can you hear me now? I, I can now. Go ahead. You have a minute? Please. Go ahead, sir. I'm saying Christians should form part and parcel of government and its decisions. Uh, we have seen uh, women in, 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 in health administration influencing the decisions. The wise women of Adel who said the city through diplomacy. We have seen Bathsheba in securing the crown of, for Solomon. So we need to, be for, to form part of government so that government does not pollute our faith or our religion. So if we are not absent, government will then regulate us. But us participating in every government decision, in the electioneering processes, voting for government that will be consistent with our faith, that's our responsibility while we are still here on earth. Should we die, we'll have government in waiting in heaven. But when we are here, let's make sure that we vote out or we vote in the ANC or any other political party. All right, thank you very much. Sheikh Rafiq Hassan was here, was our first guest evangelist, Istin Zanuma. Thank you, Apostle Derek Muswana. Thank you.